0: Will you Uh, you take your seat? Why don't you clap your hands on Jesus? Are you celebrating Jesus this morning? This morning, I'm not feeling some of you at all. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Seven great blessings and benefits. Amen. Anytime that the Lord asks you to serve him, he has blessings in mind for you. Amen. I'm preaching one now. Father, grant me the wisdom to see how serving you will turn my life around. Lift up your voice. Let's pray. Father, grant me the wisdom to see how serving you will turn my life around. Release your your presence for in Jesus' name, Amen. I want you to understand that serving the Lord is a great blessing, and serving the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Unfortunately, we have had so many people serve God, serve in the house of God without showing any corresponding effect of results. And I have realized that one of the reasons why even though people served God, they did not have results is because they were not expecting results. Remember that anytime you do not have an expectation there will not be any manifestation so people who just serve god by contributing their strength without expecting anything will not receive anything because if there is no expectation there will not be any manifestation proverbs chapter 24 verse 13 to 14 And I want to say that it is not an evil thing to expect God to bless you. I mean, if you have a calculator and you punch 6 times 6 and the calculator produces a value of 36, it's not an evil thing. Because 6 times 6 must of necessity be 36. Amen? That is the same way That when you are serving God, you must expect certain things to happen in your life. Proverbs twenty four thirteen to fourteen. My son, eat thou honeycomb because it is good, and uh, eat thou honey because it is good and honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and your expectation shall not be cut off. Amen. So, rewards come to men who expect them. Rewards come to men who expect them. If you don't have an expectation for a reward, you will not see the reward. That means that people will not be rewarded surprisingly. That means that people will not be rewarded unceremoniously. Praise Jesus. For every reward that you want to see in life, it must come, first of all, with what? An expectation. I believe that if you do 30% of what I preach, eh, just 30%, you'll be very successful. Yeah, just 30%. When I give 10 things, just do 3. Yeah. So, build the foundation of having expectation. Amen? Amen. Now, God is not trying to give you vim to take things from your heart to disappoint you. That's not God's plan. God is not trying to lie to you for you to give him the things you want to have so that he deceives you at there. No. For every commitment and investment you make in the house of God, expect returns. And beloved, The word of God has proven so true that in history, the only book historians rely on without arguing is the Bible. The only truth that historians, secular historians, eh, use as proof and reference for whatever thing they want to do is the Bible. Yeah. That should tell you how strong the word of God is. It needs effect to produce results. Amen. Say, I have an expectation. Can you lift up your voice? Say, I have an expectation. Say, I expect to be blessed by the hand of God. Say, I expect to be blessed by the finger of God. Say, I expect to be blessed as I serve the Lord. Now, it is that expectation that gives you the energy to keep serving Him. Without expectation... When you are talking about expectation, you are talking about hope for a reward. Now, if you do not have an expectation, you do not have enough energy to continue. That is why for every person that God called, God showed what the person should expect at the end of the day before they even started the race as to obeying his will when you see headmaster at assembly saying that we have had three opportunities for scholarship for the best students so at the end of the term whoever comes up first second third will have it now the reason why people study then is because they expect something everything every reward system comes by expectation so if you expect god to reward you it is not wrong it is not sinful fact, let me say something that unfortunately most pastors have treated the subject of reward in a way that if you expect reward, it's as if you are greedy. But if you don't expect reward, you are stupid. If you pick a car and you don't expect the car to take you to your place, you are mad. If you eat food and you don't expect to be satisfied, you are sick. If you marry and you don't expect to have a children, you are sick. If you write exams and you don't expect to pass, you are man. It is expectation. You see, expecting something is the natural thing. It is unnatural not to have an expectation. If you see somebody who does not have an expectation, the person is not natural. Normal people have expectations. So if you expect certain things to happen in your life by serving God, it is not a sin it is the normal when you enter your password on your lap do you expect it to open now when you open do you run away you have an expectation that by reason of computation of keys the machine must open it's an expectation so if you are worshiping god and you are not seeing the things that you expect from worshiping him you are worshiping god without understanding him that he rewards Hebrews 11.6 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 Somebody say I expect to be blessed Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 But without faith it is impossible to please God For he that cometh to God Must believe that he is And that he is a rewarder of them That diligently seek him He that comes to God Must believe that he is and that you you believe that he is and you believe that he rewards people who seek him you believe that he rewards people who serve him you believe that your diligence in service will be rewarded and this is foundational to your faith this is basic to your faith that means that if you do not have an expectation of God rewarding you. It is a sign that you don't even believe him. Ask the person close to you, do you believe God? <laughs> Isaiah 45 verse 19. I see God bringing somebody favor in the name of Jesus. Your amen is not good this morning. I see God bringing somebody favor. Yeah. Uh, what did I say, please? Isaiah 45 19. Yeah, Isaiah 45 19. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have not spoken in secret in the dark place of the earth, I said not unto the seed of Jacob. I said not, that means that that's not what I said. <laughs> seek ye me in vain I the Lord speak righteousness I declare things that are right amen the NIV says that I have not asked the house of Jacob to seek me in vain that means that for every service you render to God he said don't do it in vain your mind it is good to love God and want to see the work of God progress it's a blessing but you can also be serving God all your life without expecting anything from it. Now let me tell you something. Anybody who God called who decided that he's going to serve the Lord and forsake a certain job offer, forsake a certain scholarship, forsake a certain promotion, knew that God will bless him. Did you hear what I said? That's why if I, after weighing law and ministry, I found out that law would be better place, I wouldn't have done the ministry. That's the truth. If after weighing both, I realized that the law would provide a more successful whatever for me than the ministry, I wouldn't have done the law. I wouldn't have done the ministry. After weighing it carefully, I realized that the ministry will bring me more than the law. But most people don't weigh things well. And apart from that, they don't even have any expectation. You have to expect something from serving God. It's natural. Just somebody it's natural. Tell another person it is normal. Yeah. 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 How should you serve God? Use all that you have To serve Him. Amen? Use how many things you have. All that you have to serve Him. What does that mean? It means find a way to use each of your abilities, your gifts, to serve God. In His kingdom and in church. Amen? Remember that church is the headquarters of the kingdom. Church is the headquarters of the kingdom. Church is where God trains people... To make influence in the global systems and to cause men to come to the kingdom. So, the kingdom of God is bigger than the church because you may be part of, you may be in the kingdom of God influencing global systems without necessarily being a leader in church. Now, the guy who died uh, was yesterday, Chadwick Woods, Bozeman, yeah. He was a member of Bishop TDJ's Church. Potter's. So, you see that even though he was not a pastor, he had great influence. Amen. And he served God in the kingdom, even though he may not have been a pastor in church. Now, serving God is not reduced to pulpiteering. No, never. And you know, most people were lambasting that guy. People were making fun of him. When he was reducing in weight and all that. But people did not know what he was going through. And when we're talking about yesterday, you even said that you didn't know. Even though he's somebody you like. You know? Yeah. So when he was making all the best movies, he was sick of colon cancer. But you see, human beings, if we don't know what you are going through, we will mock at you on top. Say mercy. Now that he died, everybody say rest in peace. You know? forgive. So I want to say something that if you pray for me, this is the time you have to pray for me most. Do you know why? I'm in the most difficult part of my life. Only God knows. But it doesn't look it, does it? Now this is the season where I'm helping people most. Encouraging people most. Giving most. But I'm in the most difficult part of my life. In fact now when I eat I don't even taste it. Can you believe it? That's how serious it is. But when I die, if I find this, oh, mercy. So if you pray for me, is now, yeah. When I eat uh, kinky rice, yam, fish, I don't know the difference. Yeah. but So let's come to our topic. So use all the gifts that you have. Use all the abilities you have to serve God in the kingdom. Amen? So somebody may be asking, what benefits will I get from serving the Lord? Or to put it differently, why should I serve in church? Somebody may be asking you, why are you so active and working for God? I'm going to give you answers. Praise Jesus. And the answers are things that you should expect. The answers are things you should expect by serving the Lord. Amen? Yeah. I have 15 here. I'll give you seven. One. So we are treating now seven blessings and benefits of serving the Lord. One, Prosperity and pleasure. Prosperity and what? And pleasure. Now, when you serve the Lord... The Lord brings you to the place of prosperity. Follow me. Be here. When you serve the Lord, he brings you to the place of what? Prosperity. What it means is that as you keep serving the Lord, expect him to prosper you. Amen. Job 36 verse 11. Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Say amen. Have you seen that scripture? Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. There is no place where your prosperity is guaranteed than serving the Lord. In fact, it is impossible to serve the Lord well and be poor. It is impossible to find yourself serving God with your strength. Serving God with your ideas. Serving God with your gifts and be poor. It is impossible. So you may be asking yourself, what about those I have seen They were serving God that they don't uh, get uh, rich? It's like asking yourself, why is it that? When teacher gave the same note, some pay, fail, some pass. Is it your concern? If somebody fail exam, is it your concern? Are you ayek? Is it your work to find out why somebody failed? Pass your passing and go your forward. So if you are seeing people who are serving God and they are not succeeding, you cannot use their experience, okay, as a basis to doubt the integrity of the word. It is their experience. You serve your God well. And see how he prospers you. That is it, too. Because even twins have different uh fingerprints. Too. So your your so, so you see 20% of the fears people have is for others. That does not concern them. Mercy. Tell the person close to you that I fear for you. I fear for you. Speak as if you're already afraid. Speak, tremble, say, I, I fear for you. Is that your concern? So you serve your God and serve him well and see how he prospers you. Amen. When you serve the Lord he has assured you that you will spend your days in prosperity and you will spend your years in pleasures. Somebody say a better amen. That means that when you serve the Lord day. Day is a day of prosperity. When you serve the Lord, every year is a year of pleasure. I don't know whether you're getting me. You, you Your days are days of prosperity. So, Monday must prosper you. Tuesday must prosper you. They are the days now. <laughs> the years that you started serving out from that year till you die, every year must prosper you. By serving him, There is so much in serving God that the enemy has made it look as if it is not good enough. Just to steal people's destiny from them. The enemy will not present you the truth of the facts. If he does so, he would rather encourage you to serve God. But he will let you see that the thing that you want to do for God and how you want to put your strength and your time in it, does not make sense. So that you end up being poor. So that he can now stand before God. I accuse God that even though you promised this one, this thing, look at his life. I said every poverty a man goes through is an opportunity for the devil to mock the integrity of God. That's why Satan went to... God and they we were talking and he said have you Job look at you have you blessed him for nothing this and that he said give me way so that I show you this of that I love you uh, genuinely and that has been always the motive of the devil but people who catch this revelation and see that oh they have something to bring to God to serve him they enter into prosperity easily why because there are so many people who know serve God The moment you single yourself out to serve him, his heart is on you. Yeah. His mind is on you. Why will he prosper you? Because you will cause many people to come to his kingdom. So he knows that everything he puts in your hand will help his kingdom. Wise men serve God. Wise men serve god if they obey and serve, that means that before you can serve god you must obey him hallelujah now before you can obey something you must be given an instruction as well so you may be as for me i don't think god has called me to serve that is not true if you be honest to yourself you will know that there are certain gifts certain abilities that god has hidden in you that you can use for the promotion of his kingdom is that not so so god has called you to serve to serve where he has placed you why to prosper you i see prosperity coming upon somebody in the name of jesus i say i see prosperity coming upon somebody in the name of jesus it takes wisdom to serve God because you know what you will have out of it. You will you you will prosper by serving him. You will prosper by serving him. Number two, the second benefit is open heavens. Somebody say open heavens. Hagar chapter 1, verse 7. Hagar chapter 1 verse 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Haggai chapter 1, verse 7. Are you there? Can I read? That saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Tell somebody, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house of the Lord. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Verse 9. You look for much and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blew upon it. Say mercy. Why? Say the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in waste. And every man is running to build his own house. Is that not what people are doing now? <laughs> Read verse 10 now. He said, therefore the heaven over you is a state from dew. It is shut from rain. And the earth is stayed from her fruit. Say forgive. Now, God said, I'm seeing so many people serving to build their own houses. And because their interest is in their own house than my house, I have shut the heavens upon their heads. Yesterday, when we were around Facebook guys, I was talking to some of them. And I said that I I know a man who is there now. That he was asked that, Why is it that when you were growing up, I mean, when you were growing up, what was your ambition? He said, my ambition was to build the North Carnesi Church of Pentecost. Then we said, ah, why is that? Why were you not thinking of building a land for your, buying a land, building for your family? He said, my ambition was to help Church of Pentecost build the church. I put my money in it. I put my time. I put my everything in it. So then we asked that, how did you build your house because you have a nice house he said by the time we were done building the church my house was built i cannot explain by the time we were done building the church my house was built this is the proof of the scripture every man is going about serving his own house and they do not have Serving my house as their priority, therefore, I have shut the heavens. What does it mean in reverse? It means that if any man takes delight in serving the house of God, God will cause His own house to be served by him. Why? He will open the heavens over them. He will open the heavens over them. That means that in every budget you are making, include the house of God in every budget you are making include the house of God. The budget of your resources, the budget of your time, the budget of your ideas, the budget of your money, the budget of your energy, include the house of God. Am I talking to somebody? Now, when you take delight in serving the house of God, God himself opened the heavens over your life. Praise Jesus. Let the heavens open over somebody's life in the name of Jesus. Verse 8, Bible says, Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build my house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. When you bring your wood to build the house of God, you bring your charcoal to build the house of God, you bring your cement, whatever you want, this is what I'm contributing. God said, because my house is in waste, and everybody is building his own house. I have sat in the heavens. A pastor who has a good house and has a poor Is uh, under a curse. I use my life savings to start this church. My life savings. Yes. I could have bought a powerful car. I hate walking home. Walking makes me cry. But when I study the truth of scripture, it motivates me. So you have painted your house three times in a year. You have never thought of painting the church. Now look at this green green paint. Right, how much is it? The green one. Mike, take Mike first. Yes, it's all part of serving the Lord. How much is the green paint? Almost 600. How many did you buy? One. And you bought another color, right? Mm, so, uh-huh. You said in all, you, know, you spent like what? Thousand cities. His own money. This. If you have used your money to paint the house of God, why won't God paint your life? Why won't he color your life? Have you painted your room once again as you bought the paint? I'm not sure. He used his money to paint the house of God. God will color his life. Anytime you want to do something for yourself, ask yourself Have I done it for God? How can you be selling shoes that nobody enjoys from that shoe? How can you say you are selling pie that the church has never eaten pie before? You don't understand. And when people unfortunately buy something from you and they don't pay, buffalo soldier, your face looks like a rhinoceros. Say mercy. Ask the person close to you, are you serving in the house of God? Ask the person. And ask the person, how are you serving? What are you doing? You looked for much, and lo, it came to little. God, to his haste so. And when you brought it home, the little you brought, it, you brought home, I blew upon it. I said there is nobody who has more love than God and there is nobody who is terrible than God. God is the highest and is the lowest. He's everything. How can you let people work hard for a whole five years? They are saving 600 Ghana. As they are about to enjoy it, then they get punched. They fix it for eighty. Bishop, where the post said, Every man pays tithe. Few people pay to God. Many people, it's the devil who receives their tithe. Will you serve God? He opens the heavens. So, there is a part of your life where serving God will inconvenience you. But, They are seeds that you are sowing for a return. And you expect it. Let let me show somebody the wisdom that works. Expect it. Now, you can also behave as if you are serving power when you are not. Remember what we learned weeks ago about sincerity in honoring God. So, as we are talking about serving God, somebody has already changed their face. you you are lying that one too you are lying because god knows so sincerity must come first so i said that the quality of a seed you give is dependent on what the amount that remains (laughs) my goodness Are you saying that uh, so the money that we have, we should bring it to uh, to help the church? Yes, that's what I'm saying. What do you think I'm saying? That is what I'm saying. Yes. You know, when somebody has saved, let's say, 20,000, let's say, 10,000 Ghana city to do something, and church cost project, we say we need 10,000 Ghana, you say I've brought the money be afraid of people like that. That's why you see the Northness, the Nigerian Northness who are not even Christians having supernatural breakthroughs by sowing in church. Now let me tell you something. In Nigeria the Muslims give to church more than the Christians Do you know why? Because they know what happens to them when they give. Bishop Charles sargent no, and sorry Reverend Isu and went to Bishop David Oya and they were in the church talking. When suddenly an allergy drove in, a Muslim with bodyguards. He came to uh, drop uh, two big Ghana go bags. So he asked him, "Papa, what is that?" He said, "You can go and open." When he opened, it was money. Full. Then he asked, "He asked Bishop what is this?" He said that that's how the Muslims pay their tithe. He dropped it left. You don't even know your God. You don't know Him. As I'm talking to you now, God is telling you that drop your iPhone. You have. You have. You have. You have. You You have. You You have. You have. to yes interrogate the wisdom of God forgive I see somebody's heaven open in the name of Jesus it takes serving God to enjoy open heavens therefore anyone under the sound of my voice who is serving God I declare open heavens over your life from today I said I declare that your heavens are open in the name of Jesus now when your heavens open rain comes upon what you are doing when your heavens open, rain comes on what you are doing. You see people that you you disqualified them by status who just entered into greatness, you cannot doubt. I'm telling you, it is not too much effort that makes people to have success, it is strategy. You remember Ecclesiastes 10 10. It takes strategy to have success, not energy. I'm showing somebody the strategy to enter into his glory and to walk under open heavens. What, how has this church benefited from the course you learned in school? That is a major question. How has this young and budding ministry? benefited from your own business from your profession wow no they are men of god please vacate where you are no um prophet Ezekiel Nelson prophet Mubi please come and sit here can we celebrate them wow wow Akuyas Papa. God bless you, sir. Can we celebrate them? Wow. Awesome. Amen. Um, that is uh, Prophet Ezekiel Nelson, the senior pastor at uh, the Dansoman branch of the Spirit Life Revival Ministries. Yeah. Akuyas Sabroso. And um, one outstanding man of God. Mubarak Day. God bless you sir for coming. Prophet of God. Wow. It's an honor to receive you. Can we do it better? Unto Jesus. Wow. Wow. I am humbled for this uh, um, blessing. The Lord bless you sir. The Lord bless you sir. So, I was speaking about serving God. Praise Jesus. So, I said that you have to ask yourself that how has my business, how has my personal ideas contributed to the success story of the ministry? That is an important question. Why? Anybody who finds himself building his own house to the neglect of the house of God, his heavens are shut. Your greatest sacrifice must go into what God is doing. That is how he Thanks everything around for your good. Praise Jesus. What is the third benefit or blessing in serving God? You become a progenitor of greatness. You become a progenitor of greatness. When we say somebody is a progenitor, it means the person is the founder or let's say an ancestor. The person, it is through that person that other offsprings came. Now, when you find men who serve God, they become fountains that gives birth and produces many great people. I'm going to read something for you to listen. Marilyn Hecke, Breaking Generational Curses. Page 9. I'm going to read the testament of two different men. How one served God and how one did not serve God. And what has happened in their lives 300 years after that? So, listen. The following story of two American families illustrates the power of generational cases. Max Jukes was an atheist who married a godless woman. Some 560 descendants were traced. 300, 310 died as paupers. You know, paupers? Say mercy. 150 became criminals. Say forgive. <laughs> Seven of them, murderers, say Tophiaqua. Hundred were known to be drunkards, say it's not me. Good. And more than half of the women were prostitutes, say Mercy. Max Jukes. That's the progenitor. The descendant of Max Jukes cost the United States government more than $1.25 million. They were liability to the economy of U.S. In the 19th century dollars so we are not talking about the current dollar equivalent so multiply the current value of 1.2 million dollars by our 6 ghana cd and by three that's how much that family name costed us say forgive you know jonathan edwards right so jonathan edwards is the other person jonathan edwards was a contemporary of mcdukes he was a committed christian who gave god first place in his life he married a godly lady and some 1394 descendants were traced 295 became graduates from college of whom 13 became college presidents and 65 became professors three were elected as united states senators three as state governors and others were sent as ministers to foreign countries 30 became judges 100 were lawyers One, the Dean of an Outstanding Law School. 75 became officers in the military. 100 were well-known missionaries, preachers and prominent authors. Another 80 held some form of public offices, of whom three were mayors of large cities. One was the controller of the United States Treasury and another was the Vice President of the United States. Two different families with two different records. Beloved, 300 years from now, the people who come through your loins will either be blessing you or be cursing you by how you served the Lord or how you did not serve him. My mind is not me. My mind is what legacy are we procuring for the next generation? After you are dead and gone, will you be considered a Max Jukes or a Jonathan Edwards? The choice is yours. Anyway, the choice. And it is not enough to think that your decisions just affect you. Your decisions have the capacity to. To affect a whole generation in a tremendous way that you have never calculated in set parameters. Can you believe that one man who decided to be an atheist and married an ungodly woman brought hundred prostitutes? Hundred murderers, known murderers, and costed America 1.25 million dollars forgive. So I want you to ask yourself that in my walk with God, how am I procuring the destiny of the next generation? There are people who are going to come through you. There are nations that are going to be formed through you. What would they be saying after you are gone? Remember, when Rebekah went to inquire of the lord concerning her children the prophetic word was that there are two nations in your womb what is that every person has the capacity to be a progenitor of a nation so your decision is not an individual one it's not even a communal one your decision is a legacy Your decision is creating a trajectory that will keep on like that forever. And until there is a change from your side, that is how it is going to be. You see people who don't have heart to serve God. They don't enter into certain realms. But you see people who have the heart to serve God. Now you may be inconveniencing yourself now by serving God. But you are doing something that 300 years from now will make sense. That's it. That's it. Let let me tell you something. If your dream is to become the greatest person in your family, you are not dreaming. Your genuine dream must be that you should be the least person in your family. That upon you people become greater. That is when you are dreaming. You want everybody in your house to keep coutoing you. It is a sign that you have an idiosyncratic mentality that will just break the foundations of many years. But if you are saying that I want to become a ladder upon which people will go higher, your mind is about the next generation. And how you can procure through your values and your virtues, create a leverage for them. Charlotte, many things get me bored when you see people who are not serving or because they think they are beautiful they, are, they have gone to school or something they don't understand what they are doing you are producing a Max Jukes by your failure to respect kingdom principles and values it goes beyond you it goes beyond you it goes beyond you look at somebody tell the person it goes beyond you But for those who are serving God, I see you becoming a progenitor of greatness. I see people in your family blessing you 300 years from now. 200 years from now. Bible said that the wise man leaves inheritance for his children's children. Jesus said wisdom is seen by the fruits in the children. If you are a wise person, your mind is, what about the children No. What about the children? No. What about the children know if you are wise? What about the next generation? Forgive for divine manifestation, divine manifestation. It is impossible to serve God and lose. It is impossible to find yourself serving God and lose. I pray for somebody that in the name of Jesus, let the spirit of perseverance come upon you. And may you be found serving God in the name of Jesus. May you be found working for God in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14 verse 21. This is the single verse that made me decide to work for God. John chapter 14 verse 21. When I saw it in the Bible, I did not believe that Jesus would say something like that. John chapter 14 verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, it is he that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. I will manifest myself to him. Can you believe that? Can you believe that Jesus has an idea to manifest himself to some people? Divine manifestation is not a program. It's an experience. It is not a program. It is an experience. Jesus said, when I find anybody who loves me. Remember, if you love him, you serve him. If I find anybody who serves me, my father will love him. I will love him. We will make our home with him. And I will manifest myself to him. He Jesus does not appear to strange people now. He does not appear to strange people. It takes a certain heart. To love him. To see him. There is nothing greater than a divine manifestation. A divine manifestation. I want to repeat. It is not the name of a program. It is an experience. Either you have it or you don't. You cannot calculate a time for divine visitation. You cannot calculate it. Unfortunately, divine visitation has been reduced to a program. Three days of divine visitation. Four days of divine manifestation. You love him. He appears to you. You see the fullness of his glory. The dimensions of his glory. He to you. Hi. What is greater than seeing God? What is greater than having an experience with the person of God? We are not talking about angels appearing to people. Or having visions. We are talking about Yeshua manifesting himself to you. He knows how much you love him. He knows that... When I show myself to this guy to reveal certain details of his assignment, he will do it. God, show yourself to me. God, show yourself to me. Do you have a heart for him? Now, can you carry the instructions that he will give you when he appears to you? Can you carry it out? Anytime a military man is asking for promotion, he is asking for more instructions. Can you out the instructions that he will give you if he appears. Okay. What have you done with the instructions he has given so far? (laughs) Oh God, what if you show yourself to me I I will change? What have you done with the Bible? The Bible is the essence and the revelation of Christ. You, You love him. He shows himself to you. Now listen to me beloved. That any time a man has a heart for God, a heart for God, God separates that one. Irrespective of the accusations, irrespective of the lambast, irrespective of the criticisms, it does not matter what men are saying, God knows your heart for him. So, you may be in a situation where everybody may say you are wrong. Remember, Bible said, when Moses married the Ethiopian woman, Bible said, Aaron was angry. Miriam was angry. But when God descended, God never talked about the Ethiopian woman. God rather went to Aaron and went to Miriam and punished them. You can be wrong in the sight of men. But only God is the judge. So be found faithful before God. He manifests himself to people like that. He can trust them with decisions that... 10 years around. That will turn nations around. It's not too big for God to give you a breakthrough. It's not too big. And you cannot pretend to be loving God for him to give you what he has promised you. Because as you are pretending to love him, he knows you are pretending. If, If God comes to your mind, let White comes to your mind. White. Any different color that enters white, you see it. You can't stand before God and pretend. Is that you are white and you mix with his white or not? You are gray, the difference will show. You are blue, it will still show. Do you have a heart for him? He brings you to realms of visitation. When I read books of Kenneth Hagen, he said. I was in the hospital and the lord jesus appeared and said i was there and the lord jesus appeared and said hey how can you if jesus is your neighbor and jesus said this person who is dead will come back to life and jesus said this will happen in the next 10 years and he wrote down the day and the date and the month i said this is what i want jesus i got to see you man <laughs> Eh, Pastor Enoch Adeboye you never hear him shout in fact you, when you listen to him you don't think he's preaching hallelujah we thank God we thank God are you praising him good good God said Papa said I should tell his children Is is how to do church There is no church bigger than RCCG. And Jesus came to my room and woke me up and said, Abba, Abba, Abba. You hear Pastor Chris me Hey, when people know God, they know God. Master. Hey, hey, grammar is not a proof of his presence. The end of the argument is results. So, beloved, there are people who seem to have a certain intimacy with God that when they speak, God seems to be in a hurry to confirm. Now, not the same Bible we are all using. Not the same Bible. when you love him he manifests himself to you remember what God said concerning Abraham he said should I hide this from Abraham knowing that he will command himself and his household after me then God said I will not hide it he said Abraham come let's talk now the reason why God gave that revelation to Abraham because he knew what Abraham would do in posterity you pray for a revelation when you don't have any genuine heart for him how can he lead you to those realms if you're a god said I know that Abraham will command his household after me so Aby, let's talk but some people there, oh god let's talk oh god talk to me oh god from chronicles now God said, what did you do with the instruction I gave you? Go and sell your car to buy a land for the church. It, it sounds as if they say use your mother for sacrifice. But there is nobody who God has lifted that the person did not pay sacrifice. I'm not talking about sacrifice the blood of Jesus. No, as I'm known again, I use the bread to pay all my sacrifice. Damn you. Wake up. You, you have to lose something that is yours. And what God will require from you is what you love. Not what you don't love. And you cannot bring to God a sacrifice you don't love. You love it because he knows you don't love it. When we come to God, we are, we are serious. Eh? Now God said, Abraham. He said, God. He said, bring me your son. Abraham said, Ishmael is there. Ishmael is there your only son. Abraham said, Ishmael is firstborn. Then God said, the one you love. Abraham said, it's not Ishmael. God said, break him. Let's go and kill him. What what you love is what God is going to demand. (laughs) Are you ready to give? Can you give? Bishop Duck said he had a golden pen. Anytime he saw that pen, he was happy. One day God said, "Give me your pen." Hey. He said the first time he did like he has no head. Then God said, "Give me your pen." Then he gave it up. Another time he had the suit, a jacket he loved. Then as he was loving the thing, I said, "Hey, I don't love it. I don't love it." you love it, God said, give me your jacket. Say, I don't love it, God, I don't love it. You are into loving things, you will see how God will take them from you. To prove whether you love him above those things. When Jesus appeared to Peter, he said, do you love me than this? He said, Peter, he said, do you love me than this? He said, I, I do. He said, Peter, do you love me than do you love me than food, food, fish, bread, toasted? Do you love me than this? He said again. Then he asked Peter ten times, "Do you love me?" Then Peter said, "Lord, you know if I love you, you know it's okay." Why? Why are you embarrassing me this morning? Lord said, "Feed my sheep." When you hear people saying that every pastor should find another job in addition, and that you, they say all kinds of things without having reference to what Jesus said. When Peter went to fishing, Jesus called him back and he told him, never go to feed my sheep. That is the basis for full-time ministry. Be careful what you say. There are other people like Paul that they were still, even in their missiological activities, were still into tent making. And God never told them to stop that. That is part-time ministry. Be careful what you say. When you see a man who is just into church without any business, don't tell the man he's a cake, he's outmoded, he does not understand the relevance of the contemporary time. Be careful! He may have the revelation of what Christ told him. Be careful. We are not using your thinking to interpret the Bible. Do you love than this. I will show myself to you. John 14, 21. There are conditions to every manifestation. There are requirements to every relationship. There are factors that become the reason for every fortitude. You go through the foundations you can have the expectation. If you love me and you will serve me, I will manifest myself to you. My God. My God. My God. My God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Which point am I not on? Five. Five. Walking in greatness. Any man who serves God will manifest greatness. Say amen. Now, any time you mention the name of anybody in the Bible who was great, an underlying factor is that the person served God. You may not readily bring it to memory, but for every person who ever tasted greatness in Scripture, that person served God. Whether it's Noah, or it's Abraham, or it's Elijah, or it's Solomon, or it's Esther, or it's Deborah, or it's Mary, or is Joseph whatever name that comes to mind is somebody who served God. If you don't serve God and you are not into serving God, in the God does not take a lot of recognition about what you do. Go and read Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth Hagen. Now, Kenneth Hagen said he was into the ministry after serving for. Nine years as a pastor, nine years as a pastor, three years as an evangelist, he met Jesus. Then Jesus told him that Ken, you are about to start the first phase of your ministry. Then he told Jesus that what about the 12 years? Jesus said, It's not part of the assignment I gave you. (laughs) Can I scare some people? You may be a lawyer that God does not recognize. You may be an engineer that God is not celebrating. If the blueprint of your life is to be a military man and you chose to become a politician, everything that God planned for you, how will it happen? You are on your own. If he does not commission it, he does not maintain it. If he does not start it, he does not end it. So, starting things on your own and asking him to end it is an insult to the integrity of his word. Principles are what builds nations. You, You have to understand the unique place of his principles. Ah, then you go up in life. It takes serving God to walk in greatness. It takes what? Serving God. It takes serving God. You are, if you are too big to serve God, you'll never be greater. Before we started church, I was going to Winner's Chapel. I keep saying. Now, I see people leave V8. I saw with my eyes, Zenobia. People pack their V8. And they they wear uh, this, uh, what they call it? Some vest. And they write the name, Sanctuary Keepers. And they are going to work at the washroom. Big men. Big men. Big men are known by their perfume. anyway. Big men. Go to the... When you use the washroom, they tell you not to flash it. Yes. They tell you, don't flash it. Leave the poo poo like that. You will flash it. Hear miracles that will blow your mind. 23 23 years from that Poly. You can't say that. 19 years from Aswanse Technical. God damn it. What is Aswanse Technical? What is that one? Is he a school? Every good school is on a major way. Is he on a major way? I said, every school is on the main way in Ghana. Every good school. When you get down and you pick up to your school, it's not a good school. <laughs> you pick three cars before you get to your junction, <laughs> And you see somebody so gifted, so talented, cultured with habits of God. You can't serve God. Come and sing, excuse. Come and this, excuse. Come and everything, excuse. You see how God will excuse your life. You see how God will replace you with another person. Sitting in front is not a guarantee that you are first. When the bus gets to the bus stop, everybody gets down at the same time. Sitting in front is not a guarantee that you are first. Are you serving? Have you created enough space to be to be recognized as a force to reckon within that area. I said, V8 men. V8. Winner's Chapel is one of the richest churches on earth. One of the richest churches. I'm telling you. People who have money, they are into oil wells. Not right. Oh, you say oil. I'm not talking about zooming. Who are into oil, they come from their cars, they pack. You see them folding their lacrosse, their long sleeves, enter sanctuary, clean the place, mop the place. These Nigerians are wiser than us. I hear Ghana, I said, boss, boss, it goes into you, chairman, chairman. Yeah, chairman, you don't have a political party, chairman without portfolio. forgive. I said, forgive. You want to experience real greatness? It is found in serving the Lord. It takes humility to go up. And when humility is in place, service will be natural. When humility is in place, service will be natural. When humility is in place, service will be natural. It will so come out from you easily. Remember Elisha. That when they were asking for a prophet. 2nd Kings chapter 3. Remember. From verse 5 to 15. When Jehoshaphat said we need to inquire from the Lord what to do. One servant of the king said. Joseph, is, is Joseph said, is there not a prophet here that we may inquire from the Lord? Now, one of the servants said, there is a prophet, he's called Elisha. Who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Then Joseph said, go and call him. Now, this guy entered into greatness by pouring water on somebody's hand. You are too big to pour water. The work of that servant... Even though God had told Elijah in room that this guy is going to replace you, First Kings eighteen sixteen, 16. going. You have to anoint him, anoint Jehu son of Nimshi, anoint them to stand in your office. But for Elisha son of Abimelech, you, you you are going to anoint him to become what prophet in your stead, powerful prophetic word. But when Elisha came, he had to pour water, pour water Monday, pour water Tuesday. That, that's how you, do, you enter into greatness. There is no great man of God who did not serve a great man of God. This idea that God will pick you from the back and, huh? listen to me. When they say that they are talking about David, that God picked him from the back brought him do you know how david served? do you know david was serving his father jesse do you know that when david came into the palace of saul he became an armor bearer do you know that is service when you say god is picking you from the back to the front what do you think what do you think it will take service to go through the graduations god does not break his principles you you cannot intimidate God by your niceness. He, he is the brightest morning star. How do you intimidate him with your niceness? Better get your hands dirty and serve. Will you serve him? You walk in greatness. Matthew 23, 11. Matthew twenty-three verse eleven. Now that they have changed my God to my gosh, will you save him? When I was going, I saw a lady who is driving. That the traffic light has indicated green because of selfie. She was still taking. Pimp on pimp. Now that we go for worship concerts and our phones are raised beyond our hearts, when you have 500 likes on Facebook, what does it mean to God? Will you serve genuinely? And you may even be serving in a way that your pastor thinks you are serving well, but God knows your heart. You are you. God is not the headmaster, he's the proprietor. He's not using syllables, he built it. <laughs> How do you serve him and not serve him well and see his hand? Your heart must be circumcised for him. You walk in greatness by serving him. Whether it's Moses, whether Elijah, whether David, whether Solomon, these people who worked in greatness, served him. Serving God is not synonymous to being a pastor. When many people hear serving God, the servant of God is here, that means the pastor has come. As if every other person who is serving God is not a servant of God. So unfortunately, most people have reduced serving God to being a pastor and has reduced ministry to being a pastor. As if when you are found outside the tentacles of church leadership. You are not fulfilling assignment. And as if, if you are not a pastor. You are not serving well. And beloved listen. A lot of the work is done by people who will never be seen. Who will never be appreciated. Who will never be recognized. Who will never be celebrated. Who will never be appraised by anybody. Yet God sees. How he picks those people. Apostle Professor John Suleimana He said when his father at Bishop Benzini was alive. Every time he went to the house Papa Dahosa said, clean my shoes. All his work was to clean shoes. Can you believe that many people have come? That this one is sitting, this one is eating, this one is drinking. They are talking to this one. Then when he enters, he says, "Go, go, go, go and clean my shoes." You keep cleaning shoes all your life. That's how Omega Fire started. 2004, a church that started in 2004. By 2009, they were already in millions. By five years, by polishing shoe of a man who he never had opportunity to have a discussion with. Can you serve God? Or when we say serve God, are you thinking of being at the front? <laughs> uh, the front is reserved for those that is reserved for. Will you serve God where you are? Will you serve God even when people do not recognize you? I mean, don't, don't let us reduce the ministry to humanistic recognitions where the pastor has to keep saying thank you every time to everybody it, it becomes another preaching first so thank you for the water then you thank you for the ginseng thank you for the tom thank you for it be, we, by the time we are done with the thank you 45 minutes has gone that's okay can we thank all of us together once again what is that it's thank you it must become a reason why you will not serve and if i must it become a reason why you are serving Yesterday, my daughter told me something, Jennifer. She said, Papa, there are people who come to church because they think you marry them. I said, Hmm? I said, When they come, show me. (laughs) I'm preaching the true gospel. Why are you serving God? The guy is a fine guy. He's going to school, he's doing well. How many women can I marry? Let's calculate. forgive. Matthew 23 11 But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. It takes service to walk in greatness. Will you serve when people are not saying thank you? Will you serve when people have not recognized nor celebrated what you are doing? I mean, will you serve when people f- treat you as if you are not present? There is something Jesus. He said, when you go to a party and you go and sit at the first seat, you may be there and somebody greater than you may come, they tell you to go to the back. He said, rather sit at the back that when there is enough space, they tell you to come in front. Okay. I am the child of God. I am the head, not the th- We, We the others, we are child of Bentwa. We are child of Asanka. We are all child of God. Don't use your child of God to intimidate us. Yes. Will you serve when people are not recognizing you. And do you have a genuine motivation, an intrinsic motivation, which is based on the truth of the word of God behind your service? You see, there are many people who serve just to have opportunity to pastor a branch. Oh. Okay. So when the papa has a come, you say. Jumping brancho as I'm going brancho, God will disappoint you. God will disappoint you. There is nothing worse than being called back to headquarters. Go and start it. Okay, come, don't allow for that. God, I'm serving you, Jenny. Wherever you position me. My heart is to serve you. Well, I did not have a dream to be a pastor. I've been saying it. I said, being a pastor was for me. God has forgiven me more. But it was a mockery for me to be a pastor. When people are bringing offering, five Ghana City, two Ghana City, three Ghana City, coins offering, bring it, the Lord bless you. I keep thinking that, oh, a Queen, are you reduced to 10 persons and 20 persons? Look at your valuation. 10 persons and 20 persons. 50 persons. I said, God, shame me. Shame, shame me on the platform. Just keep shaming me like that. I will serve. I said, God, I want to be a lawyer. God said, I've not got to be a lawyer. Be, beloved. You may have your own intention, but will you submit it to his instruction? Now, when you submit it to his instruction, don't think that you'll be elevated within a day. It's not true. In fact, there are people who will not celebrate you now for the next 10 years. And whatever you think about today, go and fight your pillow. Will you serve? For what reason? is it genuine? you serve genuinely he lifts you up you serve him with all your heart he lifts you up you do things not for men to see he promotes you why should the presence of a man of God let the praises and worship be nicer and why should his absence cause the atmosphere to be dull do I lead praise and worship why is it that if I am around the praises must be nicer I don't get it Am I a God? But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. It takes service to walk in greatness. And as you serve God, I see God making greatness come out of you. In the name of Jesus. Your amen is not good for me this morning. May you walk in realms of greatness in the name of Jesus. You keep seven, 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 you keep seven. You expect, you expect his reward, you keep seven, you keep seven. He lifts you up. It is impossible to be faithful with God that men will not recognize you. God has a way of orchestrating everything. You may be somewhere that nobody knows you, but God knows your diligence. He knows your faithfulness. He knows your commitment. Apostle Joshua Selman, where was he 10 years ago? Who knew about him 10 years ago? Who knew about him 15 years ago? He was in worry 7, 7, 7. Now, now, who does not know about him? Will you be faithful? Will you be faithful as the head of the finance department of your church? Will you be faithful? When your pastor sees them... Uh, Values, but does not see the money, will you be faithful? (laughs) Will you be faithful? That's our witness chapel last year. The head of their finance department was caught with six other people stolen more than 30 million naira from the church. And people who were caught were have been in the church for the last 25 years. So you see the person coming early to church. It's a sign of serious. It's a serious person. Yeah. Mr. Abioli. He loves God. He comes early. Crap for him. Crap for him. Crap for him. We have closed church. Everybody is going home. He's still computing and adding things. You see him. It's a sign of. Only God knows. You see Judas Iscariot at every crusade. Every crusade. With basket. Hey, don't drop them on there. Bring it to us This guy is a serious guy. He wants Jesus' ministry to work. He does not leave 10 persons on the floor. him <laughs> say. Uh, will you serve him in faithfulness? Ask the person close to you. Why are you quiet? Ask the person why are you quiet. Another person, are you the one he's talking about? Other person. Point six. Experiencing divine honor. Then we'll be done. How long have I been preaching? One or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Experiencing divine honor. John chapter 12, verse 26. I see greatness coming upon somebody here in the name of Jesus. John 12, 26. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Praise the Lord. Uh, You cannot say I'm serving God, but I'm following something else. If you are a believer, that you are interested in VGMA awards, it's your interest? Who won the best vocalists of the days? Who was the best days of the dad? Listen, you are an insult to the kingdom. Listen, listen, you will never find Paul doing that. You are an insult to the kingdom when we put you in the line of Paul. When we add you to the names like David, you are an insult. You you derogate the kingdom. You poo-poo on the virtues of the kingdom. When we fix you in line with Esther, they may have to tell you to join another queue. Rejoin. I said, when he had a vision in heaven, he saw Paul and he had an interaction with Paul. Then he asked Paul that, Paul, what does Jesus think about our church? I will never forget this. What does Jesus think about our church, with whether we are alive? He said, Jesus is confused about what you are doing. But he said, Jesus sometimes encourages himself that there are few people who are still serving him truly. You are a believer, your 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 love for Kwame Eugene cannot be explained. It cannot be diluted. You joke with it. What kind of discussion do you think Kwame Eugene will have with Paul? Do you see yourself in line with the soldiers of Christ? Are you sure? Being a Christian is now a term Christian is a Christ. It's Christ. It's Christ that we are talking about. I keep saying that. If a man is not used by God the way he wants to see, he knows the reason why. That man knows the reason why. Second 2 Timothy 2.20 The man knows the reason why he's not used by God the way he wants to be used by God. Can I say something now? That any woman who genuinely does not want to marry a man of God is worldly. Why don't you want to marry a God person? It's because you are not a God person. That's all. That's all. It does not matter how beautiful you are. If we bring the issue that you can marry a man of... Yesterday, I spoke to one of my daughters. I said, you will marry a man of God. She said, amen. I said, wow, this girl is so intelligent. She said, I see you marrying a man of God. As for me, I don't want to marry a man of God. There are hidden things in your life. That's why. You know that the pulpit will expose them. You know the platform will expose them. You know you cannot hide things forever. You cannot marry the man of God. You cannot go to such a place where holiness is unabated, where sincerity is always required, where faithfulness is, is, is by force. You don't like it. You see a woman who is a genuine woman, she does not have a problem marrying a man of God. She's working with God already. How will a walking with a man of God reduce it? Or fake people in church with makeup? Between kitty and a man of God, who would you love to marry? Say Kitty. When Kitty meets Jesus now, Jesus will tell him, Get born again. Are you that stupid? Are you daft? Why do you measure such a person? To somebody working for God. Let's ask this question. Are you a Christian? Let's let's ask. (laughs) Have you been a Christian for 10 years? You have not even read Chronicles before. First Chronicles. You want to say, where is Chronicles? So, gentlemen, are you here? When you talk to a lady about the fact that I will be a man of God, what do you think? you didn't bring it up from the beginning now that you are bringing about it let me go and pray about it and find out what God is really saying because you see when God called me like that don't marry that person the reason why most pastors are not happy is because of their wives mercy. John 12, 26. As for me, I want my husband to myself. So a man of God that is everybody's going to him morning to afternoon to evening. He doesn't have time to eat and to rest. And this. I don't like things like that at all. My husband must be me. Me. When you marry the person, do you own the person? What has marriage changed that you are making noise about it like that? Most people are so superficial that they don't have respect for true values. When you marry the person, uh so the person should stop their favorite food now. Should reduce height, change complexion. What has changed? Say so they are one. They are one in what sense? They are one in flesh. So your mother and your father they have two legs. Your mother and your father they have one head. They said they are one in spirit. What does that mean? Well, so when your father is born again, your mother is born again. When your father is speaking in tongues, your mother is speaking in tongues. You say they are one in they are one in soul. So when God is judging the wife, you judge the husband with the same judgment. They are one in what? It's a mystery. Leave it there. You cannot understand It's a mystery. It's not in flesh. It's not in soul. It's not in mind. So, don't use marriage to become a reason why your soul stop thinking and your body stop working and your spirit stop working. Now, for most ladies, marriage is achievement. But for God, marriage is an event that contributes to your vision. If you don't have a vision, don't marry. Wasting the person's time. What is your purpose? What is your assignment? You have answered that. Get somebody to help you. Marriage is now reduced to pictures. You are promoting your your, your picture on Facebook. You you don't have any business. You you don't have a business, but. You, you, you have sent facebook 500 ghana to promote a picture you are stupid than a zebra you are so fake that your values don't make sense so when you see a woman whose heart is not after god that person will not be close to god and church and men of god does it like this like that i know what i'm saying I'm not I'm, i used to be young i'm not young any longer I know what I'm saying. If the person loves God, the person will love the things of God. When you see a woman who is prayerful, spiritual, but is going down with a guy who is carnal, you have seen truly who she is. That all that she is doing is a, is a, is a demonstration of practices that she may have learned from the home, but has not gone into her how can you go out with somebody who is camera and claim you are a woman of God? It's impossible. Uh, we all like guys who are bad boys but speaking in tongues. Right? So we are, they, are, they are going out with fucking machines who can also pray in tongues. Style. Missionary. what are your private desires what are your private desires do do you think marriage is upon industry what are your private desires John 12, 26. You serve God. He honors you. If any man serve you, let me follow me. That's what I was saying. That like you cannot say you are serving God that you don't love to follow God. And you don't love to follow a man of God. You see, Jesus said, if anybody loves you, let the person follow me. That's it. If they see a man of God's image on your status and your friends ask you that, hey, who is that one? Why? What is happening? You should cry. You should cry that when you put a man of God on your image, people start lamenting. Hey, are you a pastor now? What is that? Why? Lol. Hey, seriously. If that are the comments you should cry. Hey, what has changed? Hey, born again. If those are the comments, you should be very uncomfortable. It shows the human environment that you are in. If anybody loves me, Jesus said, he will follow me. Who was Jesus? When Jesus was ministering, the people did not know he was God. The best idea they had of him was that he was a man of God you love God, it will be seen by how you follow a man of God. That's why I said that. Your greatest fear of God is seen in how you respect men of God. Because you cannot separate the anointing from the anointed. Why? The anointing is on the anointed. So if you really have reverence for the anointing, it will be seen in your relationship with the anointed. If any man serve me, he will follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, me him will my father, Anna. Praise Jesus. Anna comes on the platform of serving God. Anna comes on the platform of serving God. It's a crucial blessing to serve God because God uses that to honor you. He uses that to take you far. What can you do? You have skills, you have expertise, you have ideas, you have gone to school, you 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 have learned something. How can you use it to serve God? You serve Him by those gifts, you serve Him by those abilities. He keeps honoring you. He keeps honoring you. He keeps honoring you. He keeps honoring you. He keeps taking you to places where people claim will not be possible in your case. You see, prayer alone is not a guarantee for success. You pray, pray and you don't do what you have to do, you know. So unfortunately, most people have refused the principles that sustains the kingdom agenda. That they are just praying. So if you are praying and you are not serving him, how will he honor you? father as I pray let honor come into my life now Jesus said if anybody loves me he will follow me and as he serves me my father will honor him how are you trying to replace that with your prayer you are found serving him you are found working for him that's why I keep saying that you must come to church neat and live dirty if you came to church organized and left organized it's a question You did not touch anything. You did not do anything. At all. Even Mike, that you are given to sing. Can you increase the volume please? Work on the sound. Our sound is not good. Delilah. Lucifer. Your mind is always what can others do to help me to sign? It's my moment to sign. People who sign are people who are in darkness. The people who are in darkness, they are the people who shine. Bible said, a long while before the Jesus arose, went to a solitary place. There he prayed, Mark one thirty-five. Bible said in verse 37, that when he came out, the fame of him went throughout the regions. Fame comes for people who hide. Fame comes for people who hide. You are seen serving God, hiding in working for him. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to be celebrated. You don't want people to clap for you. You don't even want your name to be heard. You are just working for him. You are serving him with your strength, with your energy, with your money, with your time. You see how he honors you. Ah. God is the judge. You please God. It does not matter your background. You honor you. Who may say you are disqualified? But God said, "This one has pleased me." Everybody that God honored, the person was disqualified. Moses was disqualified by reason of speech impediment, and by the fact that on ethical grounds he was a murderer. God said, "He honors me." (laughs) Esther, they say this girl is an orphan; she's even a slave. God said, "Because she serves me, I will honor that one." So. may look like they fit the thing but the crown seems always to pass their head to another head. Ask yourself why. People may look so organized, so diplomatic as if they are the next in command. As if they are the next person to carry that grace. But it always seems to elude them to somebody else. God's eyes. Moves to and fro in the earth. Looking for whose heart is perfect towards him that he may bless. So God, give me a heart to serve. Pray. God, give me a heart to serve. I know that in my service, my honor will come. Lift your voice, pray. Lift your voice. Whatever I have, my money, my time, my energy. I receive wisdom to serve. Are you praying? Shela là-bas, là-bas,